I think it's interesting to think about originating a mortgage with less professional hours spent in that process. Welcome to Actualizing Success. In this podcast series, our in-house advisors discuss today's finance and technology topics with an emphasis on solutions that embrace tomorrow. My name is Ralph Russo. I am with Actualized Consulting. I've been with Actualized Consulting for eight years. Previously, I was with Midland Loan Services for 15 years, working both in their investor reporting and technology divisions. Joining me today on the call is Steve Powell of Citus AMC and Brian Doyle of CBRE, both of whom are on the Commercial MISMO Governance Committee to talk about their thoughts about commercial MISMO initiatives that have been taking place since 2005. For those of you that don't know much about commercial MISMO, MISMO stands for the Mortgage Industry Standards Maintenance Organization. It is a volunteer organization and a division of the Mortgage Bankers Association, the MBA. In 2005, the initial version of commercial MISMO was presented. It was based actually off a uh, servicing system to capture data to make ease of servicing transfers. The model was worked on for the first couple of years until 2007, uh, when the real estate crash created a dormancy period for commercial MISMO. And in 2010, there actually was an update to the model to have it align with the current version of the MBA inspection form. The model wasn't updated again until 2012, uh, when there was an update for some appraisal information. Then it went through another dormant period from 2012 to 2017. In 2017, the MBA decided that they wanted to give a chance to revive a need for commercial data standards. So they created a commercial mortgage governance committee, which has been overseeing the current work commercial MISMO is working on now. Steve and Brian, thank you for joining us. My, my first question for both of you is just to tell us a little bit about your positions at your company and how you became involved in commercial MISMO. I'll jump in there. So my name's Steve Powell. I'm executive chairman of Citus AMC. I was one of the founding members of uh, Legacy Citus, which is the commercial side and division of the Citus AMC brand. Um, I became involved in CMISMO actually prior to the financial crisis. It was uh, associated with a phone call that I received about the idea around electronic transmission of appraisals. And, and that to me, and it's interesting because here we are 15 years later and we're actually finally doing something in that regard. It was very interesting to me at the time because a lot of our work in the commercial side is around loan due diligence, loan underwriting, credit committee, memo preparation and asset summary preparation. So a lot of the content that was required in the work that we provide, the different lending groups that we work with, sourced off of a lot of appraisal information. So for us, there was a huge amount of information, a huge amount of data that we consumed in our everyday business practices. And the whole concept and idea about being able to move that information electronically was incredibly incredibly interesting to us. And, and I would also add, at the time, I actually made an investment 
in a narrative report writing tool uh, for their commercial real estate business. And I was kind of one of the lead, we were one of the leaders in that area trying to promote that type of application so we could get the appraisers off of Excel and Word and get them into an environment where we could capture that information and then transmit it electronically. So, you know, I guess to sum it up, you know, we've been looking for this for a long time. We've been looking for uh, MISMO to, to find its footing. Residential application with MISMO has been for 20, over 20 years now and quite successful. And I think we're now starting to see the digitization of the commercial mortgage market as well. But thank you. That's that's kind of my background and, and interest in MISMO. Well, Ralph, thanks for having us this morning. Um, my name is Brian Doyle. I'm a managing director at CBRE Capital Markets. I've been in this industry uh, just under 15 years and starting as a broker and wearing a few different hats. Um, over the past four or five years, I've had the chance to lead several of the technology initiatives over at CBRE. And, you know, in, in working on this project, it was very apparent that there, there's a lot of things that we, we could do and, and would love to do. But we're often lacking a kind of common language between systems and partners and um, vendors that we're working with. And there's a, you know, there's a lot of great ideas in the industry right now about problems we can tackle and how we can use technology. But I think in, in many ways, the, uh, the, the plumbing in that common language isn't there yet. And um, when I had the chance to the Mortgage Bankers Association to get involved with uh, CMISMO, it was something that very much uh, interested me and interested the company as, as it's going to be hopefully the foundation of um, some great kind of technology uh, that we find in the industry moving forward. And I think that's, that's something that Steve and I kind of have some thoughts on and are, are excited about, but um, kind of got to get that foundation first. So. Yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, so what do you guys uh, view as sort of the most important benefits of getting data standards in the commercial mortgage industry? Brian, I'll let you go first this time. Yeah, at, at a very high level. And then maybe, maybe Steve can even take it a bit further. But kind of going back to my, my past remarks, um, moving data around between all the parties involved in the transaction uh, is a process that is historically cumbersome it's um you know it works and you know in our industry there there have been margins uh that have allowed us to throw more bodies at i think that's something uh steve had mentioned before the colony is right um but in order to move forward we're going to have to move that information between vendors between groups even between departments in a big company like cbury we're going to need to move that with systems and systems are going to need a, a common language to ingest and share that information and, and even analyze it. We love to talk about AI and big data, et cetera. Well, um, you know, that's difficult to do in data that is, is structured in very different ways. I'm not even talking about the labeling of columns on a spreadsheet. I'm talking about an understanding of, you know, how do you classify uh, what they're putting in their gross rent differently and just even the most basic dictionary of what to put into what field. So with, with that, I'll pass it over to Steve. Thank you. You know, it's interesting, and I'll, and I'll kind of break it up from residential to commercial. I know we want to focus on commercial today, but residential, as I mentioned earlier, is kind of at the forefront of the adoption of data standards. And, and as I've learned the residential business over the last five years, I, I would characterize it as a lot more stakeholders that are in the mortgage space, you know, and that's not just competitors. It's the people that are involved in the sausage making, 
there is many companies, both technology and service providers in making a residential mortgage. I, I call it, um, you know, an inch wide and a mile deep. And, and so the, the necessity to communicate along that process, you know, was so much more robust that, that Resi really, really led, led the way here. You know, as it relates to commercial, you know, I sum it up into kind of three main categories here, better, faster, and cheaper. That's what data standards mean for us, better, faster, cheaper. And what do I mean by better? Better credit decisioning, better capture of data for risk modeling and business planning. I mean, amazing how the commercial business is just so opaque you know, with regards to the data. And data transparency is so important to an efficient market. And then we say, well, faster, more efficient, the time available for analysis, not wasted fat fingering data into models and templates. You know, you start out a loan process and somebody fills out a loan application, then you got a sizing, you got a structure, you got different stakeholders and you got servicers. But by the way, we started with the same rent roll, the same operating statement and the same address throughout the entire process. How many times do we have to enter that information? And then cheaper, it's just really simple, cheaper. Less labor required for data transfer, reduces processing costs, less time, lower cost. And I think we are all experiencing the issues with labor right now. So not to belabor the subject, but labor is a big driver to saving costs with the adoption of data standards. I would see commercial mortgage industry you know, reacted to calls for data standards. Um, I previously was on the IRP, so I've been involved a little bit with commercial data standards. So um, sort of how has the um, interest and adoption of standards sort of evolved over the last 10 to 15 years? And what have been the biggest challenges in getting the industry to adopt standards? I'll take that one. I'll run with that. You know, in my opinion, it's been slow to react and, and probably for the following reasons. Most often, you don't have the right people in the room. You can put a bunch of technology people and data people in the room and, and they can sing the same. They can sing from the same hymn, hymn book in a relatively short amount of time. But unfortunately, you need commitment of resources in order to change process. So technology teams are excited. They have the know-how, but they need the budget and focus from the business to support adoption. Here's another one that's interesting. And, and we experience this because we're, we've ended up being in the labor business. We're in the labor and technology business. Processing costs have been normal, I mean, nominal versus profit potential. So how many times have you heard, just throw another body at it? Don't worry, just throw another body at it. You know, and so if you don't have somebody that has P&L responsibility or somebody that can actually drive changes through an organization, you're going to have limitations on the ability to adapt or adopt new technology or standards. Brian, you have anything to add? No, I mean, Steve hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's hard to sum it up better than his opening remarks about the, the right people in the room. And then um, just the, the, the general kind of, chicken or the egg situation on um, who moves first? Is it is it the vendor who needs to send data? Is it the, the lending institution who needs to receive data? Ultimately, somebody's got to make the decision that they are that they are moving forward with this and they require this and, and they've got to have the, um, you know, the influence in the industry to to get the other players in line. So 
Um, that's always a challenge amongst the, the key ones Steve just addressed. Let me let me dive in on that a little bit. It's interesting because, you know, that 15 years ago when we looked at MISMO and we looked at the data standards, we were trying to figure out, well, who, who is the chicken or the egg? Who can drive this adoption at the highest level? And what was interesting was, you know, you look at everybody that's in the sausage making process and there's only one voice that can get us all to jump. And that's, and I think it goes back to the golden rule, right? Those with the gold make the rules. It's the lender. We started, you know, over a decade ago working with, with, with one of the lenders. We knew that it would be the lenders ultimately that could help drive that decision. And as we've seen it with the appraisers, and I think the appraisers have probably been at the forefront. And I know your organization in particular has been at the forefront of trying to digitize that appraisal. And that's been at the request of the lenders. And so we're seeing a much better adoption of MISMO today, see MISMO today than we've ever had. And I think the appraisers are actually leading a lot of that charge, which is good because if you go back to what I said a minute ago, the, the appraisal ends up being a primary source of a lot of the analytics, the analysis, the background, the information that's gotta be communicated and thought through in a credit process. So on my end, I wave to the lenders. I think the lenders are the most important. And I think that uh, those with the gold will make us do what we need to do to get in line. And, and I think MISMO and what we've been doing as a group is trying to bring those lenders into the room and bring the right decision makers to help them understand what the potential is with data standards. Yeah, and just to sort of follow up on, you know, what you were saying, obviously, you know, you like you had said, the lenders are essential to be able to drive adoption. Are there any other key players in the industry that you feel need to get involved to drive adoption of commercial mortgage data standards? I'll put it in two categories. I said you need, you need CEOs, CFOs, COOs, or revenue managers to be in the room. You have to have those people. When we have somebody make a decision to, to license our technology, our loan underwriting technology closer, I end up having to have one of those people. If I don't get one of those people in the room, we typically don't get a yes. We don't get spend money and spend time. The other thing, and, I, and I've been saying this for a while, it does go back to my... Ryan's chicken and the egg. The software industry, the industry that supports our mortgage industry, really needs to make that upfront investment to help build and show that this can be done. Because most practitioners in the in the process of making loans, you know, underwriters, originators, don't believe it can be done. They just don't understand it. It's a different, it's a foreign language to them. So I think it puts the onerous on us, and as I've seen others in our space, you know, a back shop or, or some of the others that are in the space that we're in, we've seen them and they've been very active in these trade associations to try and drive that. Yeah. And, and it's all about a, uh, a value proposition to your, to your customer and client. So I think it's a combination of the, the right, you know, business decision leaders in, within an organization. And I think it's the software that supports the industry that's got to make the initial investments. Steve, I, I couldn't agree more because going back to your, your first comment of getting the right people in the room, the CEOs, the CFOs, those that have the purse strings, um, when you, even if you have the right technology people, 
um, in the room, coming to the right agreement, the right, the same vision, see it. And then they go sell those CFOs and CEOs and they can get them on board on the vision. Well, the next question is, what are we doing with legacy software? How are we stripping this out? You know, they, they see cost, 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 and they see the, you know, frankly, the, the risk of, um, you know, our, our, you know, projects delayed over budget, you know, they're doubling whatever number you give them if it comes to fruition. And, and again, all of a sudden that, you know, back to your comment before then that throw another body at it sounds pretty cheap, sounds pretty affordable. And um, so I'm with you, you did this, you know, a software company, um, making that investment, leading the charge, proving it can be done is going to help us with that second sale that's happening between maybe an individual like myself who was in that meeting and our CFO who's going to write the check. Well, thanks, guys. That's great insight on that. Um, my next question to you is sort of on technology. Um, APIs lately have been very popular tools um, in helping into ease into adopting new technology or transmitting data. Um, do you envision uh, things like APIs as a tool that might help with it, adoption? And are there other technologies that you can see assisting with adoption of commercial mortgage data standards? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll open up with that one. And, um, you know, APIs have been, uh, you know, obviously they're, they're not new to, to technology, they're definitely not new to our industry, but they are, um, in my opinion, immensely important. And it, it goes back to uh, what we were saying on the previous question, those legacy systems and those legacy processes. And it's, um, it's a tough sell, uh, ripping out things wholesale or redeveloping things wholesale and retraining people. And in, in my world and things we've worked on, APIs have give us an opportunity to extend the life of legacy systems or, or allow them to interact with new technology. And frankly, you know, technology is moving fast and there is something um, fascinating, you know, every month that crosses our desk, a new service, a new data provider, a new vendor. And <clears throat> the strategy that they are employing lately of making their services available via API allow us to integrate it into some of those um, legacy operating systems that we have and, and take advantage of new technology as it comes and not having to wait for a provider to build kind of the whole stack with all the pieces we want and, and, and go into that. So um, I think they've been, you know, a huge boon to what we've been doing in the past 10 years, a, a big part of what we probably need to do moving forward as we're all going to be on different systems and we've made investments that we're unlikely to wholesale get away from. Um, yeah, so my opinion, I think they're great. I think they're important, and I'll toss it over to Steve for his thoughts. You know, it's interesting. Um, I we've talked about how long it's taken to to gain the traction that it has. See, uh, Mismo, and and I'll tell you, in the last two years, I've seen more happen than in the last fifteen years. And and I think I I touched on this directly, and and that's about legacy systems. And, and I think one of the biggest reasons, aside from not having the right people in the room, I think legacy systems are why we haven't advanced as much as we have. I don't think people you know, necessarily can appreciate when a company is on a certain servicing system and they service loans on it, how, how sticky that relationship is. And if you don't have somebody like that, and that's a, that's a big cost for any business that's servicing loans, if they aren't at the table and involved with us, it's just not going to move forward. And, and the way that we've been able to yeah. bridge that gap is through APIs. And so we were receiving appraisal information 
through APIs into our system before there was a data standard. You know, the data standard is just opening that up so that a whole industry can communicate rather than just a handful of us. And that's what we saw. So I think that you got to realize one, you know, certainly in the commercial real estate business, they don't like change all that much when it comes to process and back, back of the house. They don't spend the money that they probably should or could spend um, if they looked at it and understood the value proposition. So I think you have to give credit to the APIs and, and their ability to help facilitate this as we continue to develop the data standards. And, and Ralph, you opened with it. I mean, you worked at Midland. You know, the first code was from servicing. The first standard we started with was servicing. And then as, as each of us as industry players and participants, we opined on the rent rolls and we opined on the, yeah. the operating statements and the appraisals. And in each one of those situations, there was already an established API that we were building from or building to. You know, so I think the two go hand in hand. As, it, as we talk about adoption in this space. Yeah, and I'll also add, too, that, um, you know, over the last uh, five years or the within the last five years, uh, I was working over at um, Fannie Mae working on the residential side. And that was a really big push for them was to be able to create APIs. There was a lot of um, industry people calling for, uh, is there an API for this? Can I use an API for this? And I think they also MISMO has recognized it um, as an organization and created a work group uh, within the last two years that specifically um, looks at a the APIs um, and uh, looking how MISMO can integrate with them. So I, I agree. It's it definitely seems to be the big thing right now in the one of the big things in the industry to be able to use that to be able to drive adoption. Yeah, and and Ralph, you've been asking us questions, so I would turn one around on you. Um, you know, you guys have been big stakeholders in this at Actualize. You know, what I mean, how how are you helping people? You know, in this regard, and how should how should we be thinking about you? You said you, you name dropped somebody there that we recognize and we can all understand. But I mean, what are you guys doing specifically around data standards? Um, there's a couple of things um, on the residential. Um, this is more on the residential side because, you know, the residential side is much more mature with MISBO than the commercial side is. Uh, but we work with, um, you know, the GSEs, um, we've worked with Ginny May. Um, we've worked with USDA on uh, various projects to, you know, help them uh, be able to take some of their legacy systems um, that were not using MISMO and letting them upgrade into new systems that will be able to use the MISMO, uh, the MISMO data standards uh, to be able to interact with their customers. Uh, and another thing, we have an in-house um, uh, product called Transform X, which uh, goes in and uses the MISMO standards, uh, different versions of the MISMO standards. We have currently the rent roll in there. We're working on getting the commercial appraisal in there as it's being worked on, uh, where people can, you know, bring their data in and we can run it against the MISMO 
canonical model is what we call it, so that they can bring data in, it ca- it changes it basically into the MISMO version so that it can be also shipped out, uh, you know, to another company. So as a sort of as a translator using MISMO as its base. For you guys, how are you guys looking to implement some of the, you know, some of the commercial MISMO data standards in the future? Yeah, I'll, um, you know, going back, I think we touched on earlier, uh, appraisals, you know, as a lender, as a lender uh, for the agencies, um, we're, we're doing a lot of that underwriting process. And in our world, that's probably the first spot that I see it making a big impact. What we can do on the appraisal side, how we can then transmit that data um, to our other vendors that we work with uh, when we're putting together an underwriting package and we're collecting those pieces to it. That would be huge. And even as a company with a bunch of um, siloed business lines, finding, you know, an area, finding an, a common language where we can use the information systems. An example can be, uh, I started my career as an investment sales broker. If I could type in a address and all of a sudden throughout the company, I'm pulling the narrative some appraiser wrote a few weeks ago about an appraisal he did on that property and, and, and rents that he that he gathered in different operating benchmarks, it would be amazing. I mean, in, in 2007, when I was an investment sales broker, that was all information that I was getting from CoStar and other places and rewriting it. And it's sitting there at a company like CBRE and other large institutions, and it can be pulled, you know, on the drop of, um, you know, on the drop of a hat, if you've got the right systems sharing the right data on a common language. So, I mean, that's, that's one area that we're pretty excited about. You know, for us, this is a huge opportunity, data standards. I mean, just really huge. Um, and, it, and it relates back to labor and it relates back to efficiency. Um, we started with consuming appraisal, appraisals, and we now consume appraisals through uh, data standards from 14 of the top appraisal shops. It was the most amount of information. We're working on rent rolls and operating statements now. Um, we are... We hold ourselves out there as a life cycle kind of business. We support loan origination through closing, through asset management, through payoff. Um, if you think about what you're describing there, you know, we have a little over a third of the agency production that gets done in our system. And we send things, we rent rolls, there's all kinds of forms, there's all kinds of stuff that gets sent electronically now because we have such a penetration in that space we're able to move a lot of information. You know, we have about 25% of the uh, CMBS industry in the system being originated. And you think about that and you think a system, you say, well, wait a second. Now, Ralph, you're the borrower. You're going to put your rent roll in. You're going to put your operating statement in. And kind of like lending tree for commercial real estate. I mean, that's why you can really go with this. That's why we got to get others on board. And if you can get, you know, Mr. Borrower, again, let's, let's make it a more efficient market. Mr. Borrower has a template uh, that he can enter and then he can access a market electronically. I mean, that's, that's pretty powerful. You're saving time, you're saving money, you know, you're, you're, you're accessing a bigger and broader market. So for us, you know, and then again, once we close a loan, whether we're, whether we're servicing the loan or, or, you know, Brian's group is or somebody else's group, doesn't matter. You push a button and you can send a data schema, you know, standard, to any one of the servicers and they can do a file upload. I mean, that takes hours and hours and hours to do it manually. So, 
you know, it's not far-flung ideas that we're talking about here. These are things that are really happening now. And I think that's why the standards are starting to gain momentum. I think they stalled. They stalled for a variety of reasons. They were all good reasons. But there's momentum now. And it's like a snowball rolling down a hill. Um, so it's exciting to see more people joining MISMO, if for nothing more than to hear what's going on, because we all know that we have to be smarter. And at the end of the day, you know, even the business the business leaders and decision people are now thinking, and I'll go back to where I started, better, faster, cheaper. And I think that's key. Steve and Brian, thank you so much uh, for coming in today and sharing your insight into the commercial MISMO initiatives. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts on the future of commercial MISMO? No, I'll just echo what Steve just said. I mean, it, it is, it's a very, big opportunity in, in a very exciting moment where we're not talking about boiling the ocean or far distant AI automated underwriting. We're talking about very tactical solutions that can be done today that have big impacts. And, and, you know, that's why we're, you know, we, we finished the architecture and the plans to build the house. And that's why it's time to talk about the foundation. It's we're there, we're laying the foundation. It, it's really going to happen. And that's exciting. And you can see it and feel it. It's not an abstract technology concept um so it you know my opinion is it's exciting sometimes it is the unglamorous work laying the foundation but good progress is being made and we're all going to benefit when we get there i i agree i think i think yeah so much my, my hope is that the mba as a parent organization continues to support the mismo data standards and and you know we've got a marketing person associated with mismo now we need more exposure and I think the more that we can help educate the industry, the more successful we're going to be with driving this adoption and the development of the standards. We are not that far away from having a complete standard as it relates to originated commercial mortgage. You definitely have it in residential. If you look at the makeup of the MISMO board, um, it's mostly residential because they have been the real stakeholders in getting it to this point, but we're expanding it and expanding the, the voice um, on the board with the commercial space. So all good stuff, all going in the right direction. You know, you got groups like Actualize that are helping us to think about this and look at our systems and, and help us build that bridge to tomorrow. I think it's interesting to think about originating a mortgage with less professional hours spent in that process. Underwriting, yeah. underwriting a commercial mortgage takes anywhere from from 60 to 160 hours, you know, of a professional's time or different professionals in that process. And to think about, you know, reducing that by a third or a half of the time, and then being able to maybe take some of that time back to actually do better credit analysis, is pretty powerful. Yep, better, faster, cheaper. Yep, thank you. Want to thank you for being part of this actualized podcast. If any of you have any questions for Steve, uh, Brian, or I, uh, our information will be available for you to uh, be able to send us your questions. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Actualizing Success. Make sure to visit us online at www.actualizeconsulting.com where you can explore our service offerings. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred platform. If you've enjoyed what we talked about today, please consider leaving a review and following us on LinkedIn. If you have any questions or would like to share your opinions with us, 
please send us a note at podcast at actualizedconsulting.com. We look forward to hearing from you.